Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Welcome back. Todd Bauman, our guest, veteran of the NFL. Knows just a little bit about football. Son playing Iowa State and beyond. Todd, how is this striking you as the news of uh, a lot of it has to do with quarterbacks, and you're a quarterback. Jim Harbaugh, former quarterback, uh, his, his negotiations with the Vikings fall apart. Some would say he turned it down. I'm hearing from sources that uh, he didn't do all that well at the interview process and maybe wanted more, expected more. And, and now the word is they will hire Kevin O'Connell, uh, offensive coordinator of the Los Angeles Rams, also a former NFL quarterback. And I bring a veteran quarterback in, and I don't know how many of the pieces that in that in that you know, uh, you know, you know about these people, obviously. But how does that strike you when you hear that? Um, I guess it doesn't strike me too much. I mean, I I know Jim a little bit from my my one year I spent in Baltimore. He was on the sidelines at some of the games when he was at Stanford. Um, I know a lot of people like him. I I was excited about the hire either way they went, just because they're both offensive guys. I mean. Uh, I think as an offensive guy, playing for an offensive-minded head coach is, is something that, that you always want. So I, I think either one of them would have, would have been a great hire. Harbaugh's got this kind of weird reputation. What, what do players want in a coach? What do they look for? Do, do, do they hear all the, those same murmurs? Or are they calling uh, their buddies that played for these guys? How does it work in the NFL? Oh, yeah. Everybody's checking around, trying to get some information, trying to get some feedback on what they've heard or what their what other players that they know have, have played for. And, uh, you know, he obviously he was a college guy and then, and then went to the NFL with the 49ers and went back to college. And usually guys like that that have done that have learned along the way that things you can and can't do from, from college to the NFL. I mean, these are they're grown men. You can't treat them like college kids that you're, you know, that you basically can – I shouldn't say rule them, but you know what I mean. You treat yeah, them you got a pretty, you got a pretty good say in their life. Yeah, right, right. So I mean, yeah. It, uh, so obviously, there's something that maybe it wasn't a good fit for him, or maybe it wasn't a good fit for the Vikings. And obviously, as a fan base, we got to believe that they made the right choice. You know, the, the part of the word is that he wanted maybe more control than they're willing to give him on the football side of the operations. Do you have any thought? I mean, does it matter if one person has a ton of control or does it only matter if, if the right person or wrong person has that control? Or do you need to have several voices in a room all the time in the NFL? I don't know if you need to have several. I think you all need to be, I shouldn't say all, but, you know, the two main players need to be on the same page. Um I, I mean, I, I would go back to my one year I was in Baltimore. I always felt like Ozzie Newsom and whoever the head coach was, whether it was Brian Billick before that or John Harbaugh when I was there, like, I feel like they were always on the same page. You know what I mean? And I feel like that's why they had success for long periods of time, just because they were, you know, they maybe weren't always on the same page, but they could work out their differences and come to a, um, an agreement of some sort. Like for a player, is your first question to the head coach, the position coach, the coordinator? Who do you go to when when you're not happy or or you're confused? 
Well, I think you start out with your position coach. Obviously, it makes a difference how long you've been in the NFL, how long you've been in the league, you know, where where you start and where you go to. <laughs> I mean, if you're mm-hmm. a guy that's been in there a long time and you've uh, made a name for yourself, obviously you can skip some steps and go right to the head man. But uh, otherwise, I think you always start with your position coach. And, and, and if you go to the head coach, I mean, are, are those kind of sacred meetings you only go there if you're really serious about something? Well, I mean, I think that all goes back to the relationship part of it. Sure. Um, what kind of relationship you have with your head coach and, uh, you know, where you feel comfortable, what you can ask and what you can't ask. And I think that's all part of being a professional and understanding what uh, what your situation is. Todd Bauman, Kevin O'Connell, uh, they say will be the next head coach uh, in his 30s, I think 37, 38, something like that, from the L.A. Rams, an offensive coordinator, never been a head coach. When you hear that, uh, how does it resonate with you? Do, do you say – Lightning in a bottle possibility, or do you say, ooh, that learning curve is steep? I think it's both. I mean, you, you look at uh, Bafleur in, in Green Bay. I mean, he's done a great job over there. And, and there's been guys that have been first-time head coaches. I think the biggest thing is, you know, who they surround themselves with. You have to have some veteran guys that have been in the NFL that understand how it all works um, and, and make sure that you give them, you know, give them a, a, a voice in, in, in expressing what they feel is important and then, you know, have a happy medium that way. Uh, when you come in and it's your first meeting and you're trying to get this thing right, what do you do when you're the head coach to try to win that team over, especially when you don't have a track record? Well, I think you, uh, the number one thing is you have to, you know, lay down what your vision is and what uh, what your culture is going to be. And, and, you know, you have to stand by that and, I think one thing that uh, might not hurt is, you know, speaking to some of the veteran players and understand what they think maybe, you know, some of the things that they feel maybe were lacking in, you know, the last couple of years and what maybe they could do different. And obviously you're not going to change what you believe in, but, you know, what uh, what can you do to, to make things better here? Todd Bauman is our guest. Uh, Todd, obviously, you mentioned, I mean, the, the NFC Championship is McFay against Shanahan, two young coaches that came, you know, from nowhere, seemingly nowhere, uh, to take over and guide their programs, and, and, and they were not uh, held back from it, uh, certainly, and they've been there before as well, uh, both to Super Bowl entrants before. Uh, so you don't know what you're getting, and, and O'Connell is kind of a product of that. Uh, Shanahan, he was with in Washington, and McVay and and. Uh, uh, Los Angeles, so he follows uh, to an extent that same kind of chain or scheme. Uh, you know, obviously, you look at this division and the Green Bay Packers sit there. But if Rodgers goes somewhere, it it, it could be different overnight. Uh, you were there, did you not replace Rodgers for the year he was injured? Is that when you got signed by them? Yep, that was when I went there when he uh, came in and then fractured his leg. And so he was just on the sidelines, but he he wasn't the starter at the time anyway, right? No, that was Brett Favre was still the starter. I think for a couple more years after that, yeah. And what when you watch Rodgers, I mean, does he control the game? Is is he what? And and, and if you lose him, do you lose just about everything if you're Green Bay? <laughs> yeah, you. Will, I mean, taking nothing to, uh, away from who's ever stepping in, but when you watch a guy like that, I mean, he basically controls the whole game. Whether it's the, you know, obviously he gets a play from the sideline, the formation, whatever. But I mean, he has the ability. And has been in that system so long. It's just, it's kind of like when you know Brady at the end of his career when he was in, in New England. Just understanding the ins and outs of everything that goes on in the offense. He basically controls all twenty-two guys in the field. And he has a presence about him. Obviously, do, do you think that um, 
there's only a few that can do what he's done over the last year in terms of the way that he toys with the you know the front office and the management. Um, do other players look at that and say, oh, that disrupts chemistry? Or do you say, you know what, if I had that power, I'd do the same thing? Well, I think there's probably both sides of it. But I think if you're probably in the locker room with him and you understand what type of teammate he is or what type of person he is, you know, all the outside talk of people that maybe don't agree with him or don't like him, um, you know, it, it all depends on how he gets along with his teammates and those relationships that he's built within the locker room and within those walls is what really matters. Todd uh, Bauman, our guest. Todd, you, you coach right now. You teach kids at uh, Game Face uh, how to play the position of quarterback. Uh, you coach at the high school level. You've done a lot with it. Your son, a great quarterback uh, at Buffalo and at Iowa State. Uh, this position that we talk about that seems to be the key to almost every team is so difficult. Let, let's just assume the kid has the physical abilities uh, and now it gets into you know decision making etc. And it is so difficult to teach a kid to be great at it. Why fill in the blank as to why this position is so extraordinary? Well, I think there's so many moving pieces that go along with it. I think number one is the the confidence. You have to have the confidence, and you have to have the you know the mindset that no matter what the situation is, that you're going to get the job done. And if things go bad, you got to be able to forget about it and move on. And number two, everybody talks about, you know, you have to have all the intangibles, but what type of teammates do you have? Um, I, I've said it for a long time. There's a, I feel like there's been a lot of quarterbacks that have probably come into the NFL that have had super short careers because they've gone to such bad teams. Um, I mean, you, you take Aaron Rodgers, for instance. I mean, yeah, obviously he's disappointed. He fell to 22 or whatever it was in the draft, but he went to a better team. Um, guys like that that have had the opportunity to, to maybe sit and watch a little bit on a better team, and then when they, they, they get a chance to play, they have the pieces around them to be successful. Um, I think there's, you know, there's all, all kinds of different facets, but obviously you have to have that, what they call that it, you know what I mean, that thing that can, that can get you over the edge and, and make you be a great quarterback. And is some of that, I mean, is it flat out the, the guy that recognizes the quickest who's opened I mean, is it, does it come down to that, the, the, the guy that can uh, th- that can uh, process that in the shortest amount of time? In other words, he takes his drop and he goes boom, 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 and, and whoever it is, he hits the open man right away. Is that – am I oversimplifying that, or is there something in the brain that you see with some that you don't with others? Well, I think the, the two top things are obviously the one is understanding the game, where the ball is supposed to be, get it in your playmaker's hands, and get it out of your hands. And then number two is being accurate. And then number three would be just no matter the situation of the game, you know, can you get the job done? Whether it's, you know, under two minutes in the, in the game, you got to make a play and don't make the situation bigger than it is. It's still just a game and go out and make the plays that are there. As someone that was on the field with him, Tom Brady, your thoughts on his career, what, what, you put that in perspective from a, a quarterback's perspective. I don't think there is – Everybody tries to answer that. I don't think there's words that can describe it in all honesty. I mean, you think of what he's done. I mean, at his age this last year, I, I think he throws the ball as well right now as he did five, ten years ago. And for a guy to have seven Super Bowls and, in all honesty, easily could have all ten of them, you know, the three that he lost is, yeah. is, could have easily won. I, I, don't, I don't think there's words to really describe it. And when you specifically put – one guy on a team 
And as soon as that guy gets on the team, everybody around him thinks we can go and win the Super Bowl instantly. I mean, that's that's something special. Is part of it that he doesn't make he, he, it's not just the plays that he makes. It's it's that he's willing to not make a play or not force a play, and, and he's willing to live to see another day. Again, I'm oversimplifying it, but but do you see that in his DNA? I think that's some of it, and then I think he, behind the scenes, you know, he's willing to do whatever it takes to make his team believe that whether you know being the first one there the last one to leave he's willing to put in all the extra work after practice you know i've heard if he missed the throw in practice he's going to keep a guy after and and make the throw you know just to get it completed all those little things that guy has been doing for 22 years and, and he's never wavered from it i mean how could you not think he's the you know the greatest to ever do it all right super bowl who do you like and why I got to go with the Bengals. I'm all, I'm all in on Joe Burrow. I love that guy. How I love come? watching him play. I just love his demeanor. Um, the only thing that makes me super nervous is their their offensive line play with that, that pass rush of the Rams. But other than that, I'm, I'm going all in on the Bengals. And your son at Iowa State, how's that going? Oh, it's going great. I mean, right now I just talked to him today on the way home, and uh, they're they had a meeting today, so they're into their their full off-season workouts. I think they're going to do a little bit of extra stuff. So I think they're probably probably pretty excited about that. I told them I told them I'd give him a shout-out today. So I'm, I think he's maybe going to be listening. So Aiden, right. his, room, his, his roommate, Big Turkey, Tyler and Brady, if they're listening down there. I'm sure they're probably getting some homework to them. Don't you yeah, think, yeah. Think, yeah, for sure, man. But, you know, when I watched him in high school, he was as good as I've seen. It was boom, boom, boom. And now, and just give me a little fatherly advice here because whether you're at the big time like he is or any level, he's had to wait his turn there. It, it, you know, it, it's not just about you show up and, and things just work out. How do you counsel him through those days when maybe he's practicing and playing really well, but there's only one quarterback spot? Well, it's just part of it. I mean, every single year at that level, they're going to bring in another quarterback and you know, even if you're not playing right now, I mean, your time might be one snap away, two snaps away. So you, get, you know, I told him all the years that I played, you got to prepare like you're you're going to play because if that time comes and you're not prepared, um, you know, you, you're you're going to look like a fool. And the other part of it is you got to go through some growing pains. I think the, the transfer portal nowadays has, has kind of made things a little bit goofy that way. If things don't work out for kids, like oh, I'm just going to go up and leave to a different place and. There's a place for it, but I, I think it's kind of made things a little bit uh, harder on the high school kids that are yeah, coming out. For sure. And GameStop where you, is the old uh, Winter Park uh, where you used to work. You're working again now for uh, Lifetime. How is that going? Oh, it's going awesome. Game face, yeah, over there at uh, Winter Park. And, you know, we got the full indoor 100-yard turf and got a bunch of quarterbacks that have been working right now. Obviously, it'll keep getting more and more as uh, basketball season and hockey season wind down. But, um we got our first seven-on-seven uh, seven tournament down in Dallas this weekend, so our, our team's heading down there on Friday, and we got a tournament Saturday, Sunday, and it'd be fun to go down there. And do you coach the whole team, or do you just coach the quarterback? What are you doing then? No, I'm the offense coordinator on one of our 18U teams. we got two 18U teams, uh, a 15 and a 14U team, so I coach wow. one of the 18U teams, yeah. This is a little bit different than when I grew up in Gaylor and you grew up in RTR, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. The times have changed a little, haven't they? That they have. All right, buddy. I appreciate it very much, Todd. Thanks for the perspective always, and we will be in touch, but always enjoy visiting with you. All right, Max. We appreciate it. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.